Mic check, mic check. Where the f is my check? You now tuned in to do rags and boat shoes. get this turned down what is going on everybody it's your boy a double and you're now tuned in to episode 146 of do rags and boat shoes sorry about the wait you know we had the holiday coming up uh came up you know we had christmas come up and i was i was just extremely extremely busy so i had i had the show notes all lined up had uh everything ready to go and record but i just couldn't find the time to record um during during the holiday week you know during christmas week the week before i was extremely busy at work i was hitting 14 hours days you know fucked around and worked 70 hours well 80 hours in eight days so worked like a 70 hour work week and then i had to work an additional day so that was like 80 hours right there so that just i mean working 80 hours in a you know in an eight day span with one day off that's a little bit tough so but it's gonna be a nice healthy ass paycheck i tell you that right now um so i'm sorry about that wait but we here you know i'm uh had to give you a show before the new year hit um hopefully you guys had a great christmas a great holiday um we in kwanzaa right now um you know, for my people celebrating Kwanzaa, you know, more power to you. Nothing but love and respect to all y'all out there. I'm not familiar with, um, you know, the Kwanzaa uh, practices. I am familiar with the days and the uh, rituals, but I'm not familiar with the practices and the gifts and things like that. I do need to get into that. Uh, being a uh, black American, a descendant of slaves, I do need to, you know, go ahead and get into that. But I did... Uh, participate in the commercialism of uh you know of uh christmas and a uh, shout out to you know before christmas we had hanukkah popping off so uh shout out to the uh to my jewish folks my focus folks of Ju- judaism you know of jewish faith um so shout out to y'all hopefully y'all had a great holiday and um i think that i think that we got that covered we got the christians covered the jewish folks covered and my black folks covered my uh you know my strong african-americans who celebrate kwanzaa um so yeah i had a pretty decent christmas um it was pretty much on par with uh as far as gift wise what i received from uh you know both sides of the family mine and my wife's side of the family um you know i'm gonna continue to keep telling my peoples uh that i'm broke because they keep on just giving me money and gift cards uh for uh christmas and my birthday so i am going to keep up this charade that i am flat broke so i'm going to keep it up and to keep receiving my blessings so (laughs) that's what i'm gonna keep doing but i hope y'all had a wonderful holiday even if you don't celebrate christmas you still had the day off most of the city was shut down um hopefully you just had time to just relax and kick it with family and friends and um you know i i'm i'm happy i got to uh kick it with you know uh my family and uh my friends before 
uh, because 2018, like I said, has been a, a pretty tough year on me as far as losing people that I love and was close to me. So hopefully, you know, 2019 will be a lot better and, uh, you know, just take time out to uh, hug and love those people around you, your, your family and your friends. And uh, just, you know, soak up that time with them because you just never know when they'll be gone. So I learned I learned that lesson tough this year. It, it hit damn hard. Um, but let's see what's going on on that good old damn summer jam screen. So, um, you know, it was wild to me. Did y'all see the video? I know this ain't on the summer jam screen, but uh, I saw this uh, what yesterday or day four yesterday. Um day four yesterday that's what we say in my family instead of day before yesterday is day four yesterday <laughs> uh, but yeah i saw a day four yesterday uh, it, uh did y'all see that transgendered woman in gamestop flip the fuck out on that gamestop employees now you know gamestop employees are very sarcastic young men and women too they're very sarcastic very dry and so this this transgendered woman was in there and uh she was mad about something so a transgender woman is a man transitioning to a woman that believes he's a woman and uh so this uh this was this was a big boy here a big woman here and uh <laughs> he was she was in that store she was like and what was crazy was he the transgender woman was mad because the the uh gamestop employee was calling him sir instead of ma'am and he was like and what was wild is the angrier the transgender woman got the more of a man she acted like which was crazy because because it, it was just he, he was just yelling like it's not sir it's ma'am fuck it's motherfucker <laughs> he was his he just sounded like a redneck in your local meth mouth bar when he was cussing cursing at this uh gamestop employee then the gamestop employee got hip to it because he was acting more and more like an angry man and he was just like ma'am ma'am and that would just that just made the video so fucking funny it just i'm sorry to laugh at it and then the, the transgender woman kicked over a, a display and was like i'm gonna tell the lgbtq community about this and i want corporate's fucking number and all this other shit but it, he was raging out she was raging out like a man so it was like you had this duality here it was just like oh let me be intimidating and brolic like a man but i need you to call me a woman and that's what made the gamestop employee just kept calling him ma'am it's like i'm sorry ma'am we can do that ma'am and i was just like this shit is fucking hilarious i'm not laughing at him using the wrong uh was it pronoun or um you know the wrong call tag whatever you want to you know say about that but just the the humor because you i just i knew that that GameStop employee was just pushing buttons, just pushing buttons. And the, it was like the more that he called a ma'am, it was like the deeper the transgender woman's voice got. was like, you motherfucker, I want corporate's number. He's like, fuck, and he kicked over this huge display. Y'all, ha I have to find that and link it in the show notes. You know, matter of fact, I gotta make a note about that right now. And you know what else was funny? Uh, did y'all see these white folks is fed up in this country they they fed the fuck up with these these trump supporters this trump supporter went into a vape shop called uh exhale city or something 
and uh, he had on a MAGA hat and a Trump uh, t-shirt. And you know what's annoying about Trump supporters? They act like this is the first white president ever. They they and and they they love to take pages out of black folks books how black folks were when obama first got elected and uh white folks was just looking like they swallowed some shit and they was like well he's your president now too and all this other shit and they they love taking that line you know white folks love white folks love taking black people's you know uh uh just they love just taking that anything from black folks and just trying to remix it and uh mellow it down you know water it down you know add some water to the spices and uh, and so that's what he was doing and so the guy at the vape shop was just the employee was just freaking the fuck out like get your racist ass out of here he was just like get the fuck out and what was even funnier <laughs> was there was a brother in that vape shop too and the brother it reminds me of me when i see some shit going down between some white folks i just i just look i just observe like that's what i do i just look and observe because i'm gonna tell you what i'm not going to get involved because if i get involved with two white men fighting and and you know battling and shit like that and uh, doing all that kind of shit and if i help one of the said white men you know to help him defend himself or get away and then the cops show up whose brain's gonna get blown out or who's gonna get arrested and get a, a couple of baton uh you know uh swings to the rib you know what i'm saying who's gonna get their fucking ribs broken by a baton me my black ass so i felt the brother in the video the brother in the video was just standing there just looking like hmm, man that's wild that's crazy what you gonna do you know <laughs> and uh and so this trump supporter he's still you know being antagonistic you know because he sees that he's pushing buttons so he's like oh let me go further you know this is your president da 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 and then the then the clerk kind of calms down a little bit he's like fuck it i'm a sir you know i'm a going to um you know i'm going to you know uh take your business and give you this uh vape juice or whatever and so soon as he starts ringing him up then here's the trump supporter uh coming back talking about uh what he say uh, the, yeah, capitalism works all the time or some shit and then the dude just flips the fuck out and just loses his shit he's like you know what get the fuck out of here right now and he's just cursing up a storm and i'm like this white dude is just fed the fuck up and you know what's crazy this happened down in alabama i was i did not know that there were uh there was a uh, non-racist white folks in alabama i did not know that you know that that's me showing my ignorance right there because i just felt that there was always a tinge a hint in alabama mississippi um parts of louisiana outside of new orleans <laughs> that pretty much the majority of the white folks down there was all stars and bars you know they wanted to fly that 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 traitor flag you know that's what i thought but uh but it came out exhale city you know fired that employee for flipping out because they said um they don't discriminate uh against people to uh you know on their views and shit like that and i was just like oh 
okay well i guess it is it's, you know it's, it, it works both ways and you know all color you know the color of money is green that's the only thing that matters at the end of the day so it is what it is uh but i think that guy will fall back on his feet he probably wouldn't make it no more than you know eight nine dollars an hour he's down there in alabama and he probably got like a 10 percent discount on vape juice that's probably the only reason he was working there or whatever but you know people can be very antagonistic they can that's just the i guess that's the moral of the story uh with these two stories i saw but that that shit was funny with the transgender guy because he was just like motherfucker <laughs> like his voice like he was just raging like he just turned into the hulk and that motherfucker i was like you are acting like a grown-ass angry man right here ma'am you know but it is what it is let's go and start on that good old summer jam screen so i was talking about christmas so i hung out with my uh my nephews on my wife's side uh i love those guys they are just the just they love hanging out with me i'm their only uncle so you know it's a special relationship there and we just clown and act the fool and um i saw this story like uh my, my oldest nephew he loves playing Fortnite. uh we got him um an xbox uh you know microsoft gift card so he could you know purchase some things on a Fortnite, like some skins and shit like that and dances if you don't know what Fortnite is it's this game that's pretty much the craze that all youth and adults are playing it's free to play online but how they get you is um they haven't even released a campaign mode yet they talking about they're gonna release a campaign mode but you know all it is is you know you pretty much just battling um other people online like shooting them up and things like that and getting kills it's kind of like call of duty um but this is in third person and so what makes fortnite so goddamn popular is they incorporate pop culture into the video game so you can uh the, so they have these dance moves in here in there and then like these different skins which is different outfits that these uh characters wear and you can and you purchase all this shit so that's how they get you the game is free but it's like oh if you want this cool shit you know you're gonna have to buy this battle pass you know what i'm saying uh you know for you know 9.99 and all this other shit so this company epic games is making tens of millions hundreds of millions of dollars off of parents and uh, adult gamers alike and so you know i was watching my my nephew play this and um and it, and it looked fun and i downloaded it too on my ps4 he has a, a xbox one and um and i i need to start playing with them online because they it was well, the cool thing about that game is um you get this cross platform so basically i could be playing with him on my ps4 and he has an xbox which is cool and you know so i'm learning the game just you know soaking up game from him learning you know here i am learning from a little eight-year-old um, about the game and it looks it looks pretty fun and uh but i remember an article um and i think i don't know if i tweeted about this on one of my twitter pages or i talked about this on the podcast but uh i think i shared it on the facebook page of durags and boat shoes which y'all need to be liking about two milli the rapper gearing up to sue epic games the creators of fortnite because they were using his dance uh in the game which uh people could purchase for a price and uh they called it something else now two milli is the creator of the milli rock right because so we had this song i millie rock on any block and it was out a couple years ago back in uh, 2016 and i was millie rocking my ass off in my wedding um some people got some video that i don't know who but somebody do i need that footage but anyways um so that now other people are coming out and they're suing uh epic games and uh you know what's kind of crazy is uh a lot of times 
you know parents and teachers and be like oh do that Fortnite dance and then they end up doing the shoot and it's like no that's block boy jb's dance you know what i'm saying it's just like he created that dance and but it's on Fortnite and it's listed as something else so they'll call it just the Fortnite dance oh do the Fortnite dance oh do the Fortnite dance and it's just like oh well you're actually doing the floss by the backpack kid so now the backpack kid alfonso ribeiro who plays a car who played carlton on the fresh prince of bel-air he's suing and he's also suing nba 2k because uh his dance is in that game also and so the uh, the backpack kid his, him and his mama are suing epic games because they're just out here having this uh having these these kids and these adults buying these battle passes or whatever you call it and these these this is stuff that these people created and made viral and made popular and they're not getting a dime off it it's like damn at least you know put the music with it when they start dancing or something to you know kind of gear these kids and these adults towards these people music so they can actually you know make some money off of their creation you know what i'm saying and every time i you know i see my my nephews they always hit me you know with the new dance you know uh that they learned on fortnite and I always have to you know hit them with that game when it's just me and them like hey this is actually where it's from and i'll show them like a youtube video like yo this is where actually the shoot came from black boy jb and things like that it's just giving them the game and just letting them know that hey this is actually created by this hip-hop artist or this uh uh, social media star or something like that it didn't come from these people they just ripping them off straight up and so i think it's a beautiful thing to see uh people start taking uh protecting their intellectual property or um their creativity like actually protecting it because it's just like yo you can't just make money off the culture or of what i create and not give back to the culture you know what i'm saying or give back to me you know the person that created it so i applaud to millie the backpack kid and his mama and alfonso ribera for you know stepping up and being like yo stop fucking playing with me and give me my fucking money you can't just take some shit and it's like the exact it's the exact same dance and you just calling it something else you know what i'm saying it's just it's cold-blooded too just to do that but these folks this this epic games company has made just millions upon millions upon millions of dollars off of this game from people buying these different battle passes and things of that sort um so i just really wanted to talk about that but it's dope to see you know other people you know try to protect their intellectual property and, and folks y'all have to do that so many of y'all are so fucking funny on social media and uh you guys be happy that buzzfeed will just feature you in a in a fucking article no get a cut of that ad revenue don't when they hit you up like hey can we use you in this article absolutely if you give me a cut of that ad revenue and all the clickbait that's coming all the traffic that's being driven to your site off of this one article you can absolutely do that let's talk money if they be on that bullshit be on that bullshit too no you may not use my article no you may not use my tweet you know or my instagram post or whatever the fuck i just created right so anyways let's talk about some serious shit um let's talk about andrew johnson um andrew johnson was the young man in new jersey that was at a wrestling tournament in new jersey this young man had dreads and he came across racist ass alan maloney now alan maloney back in 2016 i believe he was uh 
he came under fire for calling another referee a black male referee a nigger and now uh andrew johnson you know he's wrestling for his team in a high school tournament and uh alan mahoney is just maloney is just like yo you need to cut that shit or forfeit the match you got 90 seconds and this is what it was just like yo are you serious so you so i i, I assume everybody here has seen that video of that young man standing there defeated and he has his white teammates coming up to him like pumping him up like yeah you know we need to win this tournament and you're doing this for the greater good and you're sacrificing yourself as this young woman as the woman you know equipment manager or whoever she is is like cutting off his dreads um because he didn't want to forfeit the match and then he actually wins the match and even though he won the match and the racist ass bigoted referee you know held up his hand he just still looks so goddamn defeated because he sacrificed himself his greater himself for the quote-unquote greater good which was a w for his high school now you know what the noble thing would have been to do and if not him get cutting off his goddamn hair it would be for that high school to step out of that tournament until that referee is removed we're not participating anymore in any of these tournaments as long as alan maloney is here and so on and so forth that would have been noble if the whole team rallied behind their teammate instead of the teammate having to fucking carry and burden the whole damn team by cutting off his dreadlocks you know everybody's just like oh this kid is so brave and all this other shit no this the, the the whole squad the whole team should have stood behind him like no he's not going to cut his hair you know we could offer an alternative maybe put it in a ponytail or whatnot or wear it up but we're not going to have him cut off his dredge right here right now so he can wrestle in the tournament the whole squad is going to forfeit that's what it should have been that would have been noble not him being some sacrificial negro lamb out here and uh having to chop off his hair and then uh you know so the school was calling for uh an investigation and all this other shit and the uh referee was i think i don't know if he's a volunteer or what but he's actually wasn't employed by the school district i think he was just hired by the tournament officials or something like that and so he's out now he's out now but what broke my heart and i'm a little sick i'm a little stopped up but what broke my heart is to see that child lose his identity and his dignity right thin and right there as they were chopping off each loke that hurt that hurt my heart to see that because you're already in high school you're already you know you're in high school you're figuring out who you are you still don't know who you are you know you try to figure that out in college you know once you're out on your own so you're you know you're playing with your identity and different things like that and your hair is your power i don't care what anybody says you know uh your hair is your power you know and that's probably why that brother had dreadlocks and just to see him standing there just getting it cut off and people trying to hype him up and shit like that it just it crushed me because that wasn't the noble thing to do the noble thing to do was to been to rally behind that young man the whole team should and the coach should have rally behind him and be like no we'll forfeit this whole goddamn tournament you know this boy's been wrestling he made it to this goddamn tournament he's been wrestling with these dreads now all of a sudden it's an issue and that's what uh that's what uh racism white supremacy look like 
that's that's what power looks like you know uh taking away your dignity like that because you know if your hair is nappy white folks ain't happy you know if your hair's relaxed white folks will relax that's that's what it is that's that's that old paul mooney saying right there and that was just it, it just broke my damn heart broke my heart just to see that and it just was like watching some shit out of uh you know like like an old like you know like 50 years ago you know it, it just reminded me of some shit like that 50 60 years ago you know jim crow and after jim crow it just it just it's some old segregation some old bullshit it just it was like no if you want to be participating in this you gotta look a little bit more like us buddy you know that's what it's just oh it was just disgusting my stomach was turning looking at that shit it was tough it was tough but um from the article i read it looks like um you know he's he's all he's all he's okay with it um i just hope his people his mom and his dad wouldn't on some old bullshit like oh you did the good thing and you you know you you were disciplined and all this other shit and it was just no this is just this is what the the system of white supremacy does to you makes you assimilate you know if you are if they're uncomfortable you know you have to make them feel comfortable with you it's like uh when i was reading articles back in the day after trayvon martin got killed there was all these think pieces about um black men being scared to wear their hoods out in public because uh they didn't want to scare white folks I mean, fuck that shit wear your hoodie throw your hood up stop being such a fucking punk and worrying about what they fucking think i don't know it, it just it irks me when i see um grown black men worried about what a white person thinks that irks my fucking soul it irks my soul it does it does it does remember one time when i was working at a target back in the day one of my partners came in the store and you know dapped me up and he's like oh my bad you know i should have just shook your hand you know because uh there was a, some uh, white co-worker nearby he's like i don't want to embarrass you i was like man what we was like i was like I, we was both like 19 and, and you know it's me in a real job and shit and i'm just like 18 19 i'm like like bro like she ain't even my super like at the time i said she ain't even my supervisor that's a co-worker he was like oh you know but still just like what you know it's just i don't know i've always i don't know I just, that's just how i was raised i was raised to not give a fuck you know what other people think always do you because somebody's gonna judge you no matter what and i'm not in the business of making motherfuckers comfortable with my blackness i'm just i'm just not but i guess i'm going off on a tangent but um you know i just feel like more needs to be done uh they need to make sure that this man doesn't ref another tournament at all um they just need to make sure because uh, i know uh back when uh, alan maloney called that ref a nigger he talking about he didn't recall that but he had to go to some sensitivity training and shit like that probably just had to read a pamphlet and you know sign a piece of paper that said i won't call black folks niggers you know i won't use racial slurs or some shit like that probably like a 45 minute class or some shit at the local library you know on a saturday morning some shit like that but um speaking of niggers uh what the fuck happened to chris rock did y'all see that old clip uh this was popping last week on twitter somebody found the clip of an old clip from like 2011 or something like that it was uh ricky gervais 
um, Seinfeld, Jerry Seinfeld, Jerome Seinfeld, uh, Chris Rock, and uh, Louis C.K., the, the public masturbator. And uh, he said something, Chris Rock said something about uh, Louis C.K. just being a nigga or something like that. And Louis C.K. hit the N-word with the hard E-R like a nigga. I was just like, what? Then Ricky Gervais said it. And then they were looking at Seinfeld like he was going to say it. And he was like, no. He was like, no, I, no, 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 I'm not, no, no, that's just not for me. It's not me, you know. And uh, Chris Rock was up there, you know, showing all 32 teeth laughing and, you know, like shit was all good. And I was just like, yo, you really that black friend? Like, you really that one that's just like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I really can't do nothing. I'm going to just laugh at this uncomfortable pain these white men yucking it up saying nigger and you know jerry seinfeld looked more uncomfortable than chris rock you know it was one of them things like i don't i'm just gonna ask some folks do y'all you know to my black people that got like close white friends do y'all just be letting them say that y'all just give them a pass or some shit like that because i know i got friends of other you know nationalities hispanic white you know native uh i i don't i don't slide with that shit you know, if, if, if it's in a song or something and they sing to him, like, hey, watch the chill. That shit makes me uncomfortable, bro. You know, hey, no, oh, my bad, my bad. You know, and it's just that that respect. You know what I'm saying? Um, I just, I don't know. I just, I just can't yuck it up. You know, and I don't even call them nigga. You know, I don't be up there like, oh, nigga, this nigga, that nigga, nigga, nigga. I don't call them, you know, other ethnicities niggas. You know what I'm saying? Because I feel like that opens up that floodgate. When it's just like, oh, he called me his nigga. You know, and shit like that. I just, I don't do that because it just, it puts it in a weird spot. You know, it's like kind of, here's the key. You know, you can say it around me. <laughs> you know, it's just, no. Nah, you know, and the, and the times that, you know, I had to check certain people on it this was like back in the day and it ain't happened since you know it was a one-time thing because you know i'll hit him with a one hit or quitter quickly you know i'll channel the the energy of my ancestors and knock somebody out cold you know smooth the fuck out without even thinking twice about it you know i say it once and that's it i should only have to say it one time and that's so far so good with some of these folks you know um but man that was just uncomfortable to watch that was very 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 uncomfortable to watch to see chris rock just that kind of took him down a few notches in my book because it was just like yo you that black dude you know you that one that's be handing out nigga passes left and right you know oh man that was difficult very very difficult to watch very very difficult and speaking of difficult um i saw a meme the other day and it reminded me of my boy Prime Kingpin, aka Jarrell, best known as Jarrell. Uh, he passed passed back in uh, October. My best friend. And it, it reminded me of him because we used to have these conversations. Um, and the meme said, um, "It said, and today, still to this day, not one gang bang banger has killed a member of the KKK." And uh, me and. Uh, growing up me and prime used to talk about that because we always knew people who you know who, who was about that life um who was robbing folks who, who wasn't getting who who was who were getting robbed you know good folks who got robbed you know that had shit stolen from them and uh we would always 
even though we knew a few uh you know a few folks that was about that life and i knew and i came up with some cats who was you know out here fly cripping and shit like that um we always wondered like how come they never took that kept that same energy with white folks we always thought about that and uh, and you know as i got older i just realized that you know a lot of these niggas were scary they were scared they're scared of white folks um in a sense of they know the book will get thrown at them real justice will be served but if they do on some some dumb nigga shit you know and uh you know killing each other and shit like that it, yeah you you pretty much get away with that you know you you'll get a slap on the wrist you know if you rob somebody that looks like you you know but if you rob a white woman white man white child you're gonna get thrown up under the prison you know what i'm saying if you rob somebody look like you uh here's probation you know here you go you're right back out there doing some same dusty ass nigga shit right and um and so it got me thinking so i started listening to um rap music a lot different differently like over these past few weeks um when i saw it and one freestyle in particular uh sticks out to me it's a freestyle from uncle murder now if you don't know who uncle murder is he's a new york rapper um he was signed to um jay-z's i think rock nation for a time uh uh back i don't know shit maybe about 10 years ago i don't know but uh he uh he has some some decent songs out and things like that but he has this freestyle that i used to bump all the time and then i started really constructing uh deconstructing it and i'm just like oh this nigga scared of the cops he's scared of white folks but i'm a, i'm a, i want to let y'all listen to it and y'all listen to it with a close ear give me a second here yeah yeah what up this the boy uncle murder but from now on call me lg and I came to light the city up with the big homie Funk Flex, live on Hot 97. Lenny Grant story coming soon. Woo! Yeah, you know what it is? Funk Flex, Uncle Murder. Woo! We here. GMG ATM. Yes. And Flex we trust. I'm totally right, bro. I got 70,000 on my neck. <laughs> got my boy White in here with me. He got about 100 on his. <laughs> I'm just saying, let's be clear here, man. <laughs> no mistakes. Lenny hey. Grant story coming. Mike get shot by a cop today for being black on the block today. In the trap getting chicken. Four fifth got an extended clipping. I'm old dog with the llama. What you said by my mama? Shoot a nigga for some petty shit In the restaurant on some belly shit No mother, no father Yeah, I grew up in the Carter We ain't let a crackhead work for us though We was more smarter Take it back to the old school Street smart, I ain't go to school Dropped out, got a GD Broke teachers can't teach me No respect for the OGs West Coast made us look weak Pac died, niggas killed big Big died, they dead to beef Rest in peace to my nigga Ty Wish you was still head player Me and Web still killing niggas So what? It's 20 years later. Next year, make 20 years. Still feeling niggas, you ain't here. Got a movie I'm about to make. Trying to partner up with Lion Gate. I done been through it all. Flex, I done seen a lot. 
Seen chicks get their kids a kiss when they just finished giving me top. Main chick wants a nail. Side chick want a burger. Young chick want Gucci. Told her we don't do Gucci. Glad to freeze the nigga Gucci. I ain't pulling over, they might shoot me. Strapped up like where the beef is. Got ID for them pieces. Fridge used to be empty. Had to grab the nine, let it empty. Now it's hella food in the fridge. Dropping out the best thing I ever did. School couldn't pay the bills or put food on the table. We was watching regular TV. Hit the block, now we got cable. These ball main jeans, Versace on my feet, shirt by Da Vinci. Niggas hating on me, I ain't worried about nothing like the homie Frenchie. Diamonds all in my chain, all in my watch, niggas don't like that. That's how people get shot and people start saying, why they do them like that? Got girls kissing girls, Menards, Etoiles, yeah, I really like that. Girls like all them new Drake songs, they don't care if they ain't right there. <laughs> 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 Baby, whoa! <laughs> Nigga, you mad? Stay mad. That type of talk ain't never gonna stop. You mad at me? You should be, bro. Let <laughs> grand story coming soon, we man. We not laughing with you. We laughing at you. <laughs> All right, let me go ahead and get this shit turned down. Hold on, give me a second. All right, here we go. So hopefully y'all listen with a close ear, and uh, it just it makes me listen to rap songs a lot differently just from that one fucking meme. And I'm like, oh, these niggas scared of white folks. That's what it breaks down. Like, if you listen to that freestyle, Cuz started off, said, Mike is shot by a cop today for being black on the block today. Okay, we hear you. We hear you. All right. So there's a little fear there. There's a little fear. We say in the trap getting chickens, uh, four fifth got an extended clip in. I'm old dog with the llama. Old dog from uh, Menace Society. What you say about my mama? Shoot a nigga for some petty shit in the restaurant on some belly shit. Okay, so you will shoot a nigga on some petty shit, but you you know you gonna get shot on the block today for being, you know, get shot by a cop today for being black on the block today. You gonna shoot a nigga on some petty shit Okay Then you scroll down a little further And he's like Main chick want Chanel Side chick want a Birkin Young chick want Gucci Told her we don't do Gucci Glad they freed my nigga Gucci I ain't pulling over They might shoot me You said you ain't about to pull over They might shoot me Now I assume he's talking about cops Gonna pull him over Then he said But then in the next line The nigga said Strapped up where the beef Like where the beef is Got IDs for them pieces I'm like, okay, sir, but you got all this energy for niggas out here. You gonna kill a nigga on some petty shit, but you up here, you scared. You know you gonna have to get shot by a cop today. I like, I don't know, like, I don't know. I'm listening to rap a lot differently now. Just ever since I saw that meme, and like I said, it reminded me of uh, Jarrell because we, that's what we used to talk about a lot when we were when we were super young. When we were like junior high. Um, high school we used to talk about that like man how come these gang members don't be running out in west oh you know running up in folks houses like that you know pulling kick doughs and shit like that you know that's where the money is you know and i'm you know i was like i don't know man i think they just scared of them white folks you know i think you know they know they, that book gonna get thrown at them because oh even then we as you know teenagers we knew about the system and how it worked but that's how the system works the system is working perfectly fine it has you know these niggas out here talking that rah-rah gangster shit and out here blowing each other's brains out you know but they stay in the 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 one 
you know they stay in the in the trap they stay in the projects you know they stay in the hood and how many niggas do you know and i know this can go for every listener across the globe well my black listeners how many of y'all got black folks that scared to step outside of their neighborhood they do everything in their little you know two three mile radius that's it not even not even three miles i'm gonna say a mile and a half radius they do everything there they got a little grocery store there you know might get some chinese food or might hit a burger king or something date night consists of you know uh hitting the hitting the 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 goddamn uh pizza parlor or some shit you know or something like that or hitting a bar a local bar but they don't they don't fuck with that white part of town they don't go out in this part of town and all this other shit you know that's just how the system works it keeps you confined and keeps you you know ignorant it keeps you ignorant as fuck i know people um because in the city we have a, a huge loop um where black folks are at is between i'm gonna say i'm gonna say lake and ames you know there's a there's a big loop right there that you can hit um or you can hit yeah you can so between yeah i'll say that but there's a no and i won't even say that not even between lake and names i'll say lake to i say uh just just anywhere just north of lake you know and then not west past 72nd you know uh there it's just i know some black folks who just don't they don't fuck with the southwest part of town the west side of part of town northwest part of town because that's where the white folks are at they just spooked they don't know nah, i don't want to be out there with all the white folks you know i don't know nah, i don't want to be out there da, 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 da. it's just like you, this whole city's yours like you better go out there and enjoy that shit but it's just some folks they're just so spooked and confined to their own uh you know to where they're at that they're just comfortable like that you know and i i feel like it's an uncomfortable it's a lazy uh comfort right there you know it's just not want to experience anything new you know you ever you know took somebody somewhere and it's just a new place and they just they just uncomfortable and they just don't want to be there and shit like that i think that's most people are creatures of habit but there's just some things like you missing out on a whole nother world out here though you know but only thing that i'm trying to get at is uh the system of racism white supremacy it it keeps you ignorant it keeps you confined it it it, the main thing it does is keeps these shackles on your brain and it help it stops you from growing you know and i'm not saying that uh these you know these dusty niggas need to be running up in white folks cribs and taking everything that they have and shit like that no i'm just saying i'm just pointing out the irony of these niggas being trying to be the hardest on the block but you robbing folks that look like you and you you won't hesitate you know i'm using that freestyle as an example you won't hesitate to you know shoot somebody over some petty shit you know what i'm saying but you know that there's a system in place an unjust system against you but you like oh fuck that shit you know i'm gonna die anyway you know so you have this fucked up ass mentality you know only thing i'm saying is why well how come you don't have that same kind of energy with folks that are out there trying to deliberately destroy you who are upholding and maintaining a system and right now the way that you're acting you're a cog in the wheel of the system and you just helping it run as smoothly as ever that's all that i'm really just trying to say that's the main point that i was really fucking getting at but 
I've been on this goddamn Summer Jam screen for what, 42 minutes and 45 seconds? So I need my nigga Hove to close this shit out because I'm getting on a rant here and I'm going off the NyQuil. I'm tripping. <laughs> I'm just fucking with y'all. But Hove, talk to these people. Don't be the next get tested on that Summer Jam screen. I smoke rocks. I smoke rocks. All right, thank you so much, Tyrone Biggles, for that lovely intro of Selling Hope Like Damn Dope. Um, right now, Selling Hope Like Dope, we have to give it to uh, um, this brother, uh, Paul McCowns. Um, he had a great, the system of racism, white supremacy, threw him a softball, and all he had to do was hit it out the park for a home run to get P-A-I-D. That's why my mom's hating me. But this brother struck out. Let me tell you this story. So Paul McCowns went into his local Huntington Bank to cash his check. It was low over a rack, also known as a G, or $1,000 for the slow. If you don't know, now you know. So he goes in and the tellers ask him for two forms of ID to cash the check because he doesn't have an account with the bank. So he does that. They then proceed to tell him that the check doesn't match up with the account number for the electric company he works for. So they attempt to contact his boss slash owner of the company about the validity of the check. Tellers couldn't reach the owner of the company, so McCowns is told that they can't cash it. So Cuz leaves, right? He just heads on out. As he's entering his vehicle, the cops roll up on him. Now the damn tellers called the laws on the low about Paul's check. So now the brother is handcuffed and put in the back of the squad car. The local news channel Cleveland 19, they actually obtained the 911 call that was made and it was said this. He was trying to, oh, he's trying to cash a check and the check is fraudulent. It does not match our records. The teller told, nine, told the 911 operator. Now, as McCowns is sitting in the back of the cruiser, authorities were able to contact his employer and his employer verified that he does make that much money. They let him go and he cashed his check the next day at a different Huntington Bank location. McCowns said that he believes he was racially profiled by the bank and he wants an apology and for the tellers to be held accountable for what they did. Now, this was a situation, a very terrible situation for this brother. But, you know, God works in mysterious ways. And this brother blocked his blessing by simply asking for a damn apology. He needed to take that thousand dollars, hop on the next thing, smoking straight to an attorney's office and sue the bank and the police department. Cash the fuck out. Stop blocking your damn blessing secure the bag i know that you just got that job and you just like oh hell yeah i got you i mean you probably prayed to the lord mr mccowns you probably dropped to your knees and prayed to the most high like shit i got these bills i'm up here eating ramen noodles without the god i ain't got no seasoning packets for the broth i'm just eating the noodles hard like cheetos and I just didn't seen a big ass rat crawl across my floor. I am a month behind on my goddamn child support. And I don't know how I'm going to pay this rent. But Lord, I need you to bless me. So the Lord was like, you know what, my child, I will bless you. 
I'm gonna get you this good job at this electric company. You're gonna make some some decent money, some okay money. But you know what? I'm gonna put you in a tough situation. I'm gonna see how you handle it. And if you come out of this one and you choose the correct choice, you know what? You're gonna have a lot of money on you. Now that's that's what the Lord was planning for this young man. But Paul McCowns was just like, you know what? I just want an apology. This job is good enough for me. And that is you, Mr. McCowns, blocking your damn blessings. You need to stop that. I don't know if you just think you're doing some noble uh, knight in shining armor type shit, but you were racially profiled. And the only thing that would have made this better if they would have called you the N-word. Then you would have been guaranteed $100,000 right then and there. But you don't want to lawyer up. All you want is some sensitivity training for the tellers and an apology. Now the bank came out and said that they tried to reach him to give him an apology. You know they was going to bend over, you know, bend over backwards to issue an apology. They would have fought tooth and nail for a check, but hey, there's no way you can deny the bigotry there. And they said that the reason that they didn't cash that check besides uh, it didn't match up with an account number or something of that extent is they be having some issues with some fraud and it might have been some negroes that was doing the fraud so hence they won't cash a check from any negro coming into their branch now i just don't understand why this brother wants an apology like you know what would make me feel better is me sitting on about eighty ninety thousand dollars wiping my tears with a couple of $50 bills. That 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 would ease my pain. I would feel better then. Give me an apology with a check. Give me the check with an apology. Okay? Stop blocking your damn blessings. That's just selling hope like dope. You just I just want an apology and I want to I want to tell us to be held accountable. You know, that's that's silly shit. It's goofy. I will accept the check with an apology. Yeah, you can even keep them tellers working there because I'm going to send more black folks there so they can receive their blessings too. And maybe one of them tellers will slip up and be like, why are all these niggers in this goddamn bank today? And somebody catches it on film and everybody in that goddamn bank, every black customer in that goddamn bank get broke off with a few hundred thousand dollars. That's all I'm saying. But that's been selling hope like dope. Y'all need to learn to stop blocking your blessings i know this looked like a tragic situation for this brother and luckily he wasn't killed you know those cops didn't act as race soldiers even though they were still on code with racism white supremacy to have throw this brother in cuffs and threw him in the back of the uh, the uh, squad car but just stop blocking your blessings he could have weathered that storm and came on out and he could have been walking around here being a damn thousand there but you want a fucking apology let me just end this segment now. This portion of Do Rags and Boat Shoes has been brought to you by the letter L, as in, hey, yo, my guy, my hands are full. Give me a hand here. Can you hold this L? All right, so moving on to holding this L, we have to give it to a mother and son duo. Uh, the mom and son uh, opened a store out in Scott's Bluff, uh, Nebraska. That's out in the panhandle, damn near to where uh, Colorado meets us. Uh, they carry products containing cannabis oil. Um, okay, they opened up a whole ass shop, and uh, some of their products carry cannabis oil. So they 
just didn't give two fucks. And after one day of business, they were arrested. So it was Heather Kaufman Bergen and her son, Drayson Bergen, uh, were arrested for possession of a controlled substance. Now, cops already warned the duo prior to uh, opening the shop, but they thought, since they had the complexion for the connection, that it will come that it will also come with the uh, protection for the collection. Well, it didn't. Uh, cannabis is the new alcohol right now, like in the bootleg era. That's where we're at right now. Um, and folks trying to get in on that ground floor, and they putting the cart before the horse right now. That's what we're seeing. Um, and you know, folks trying to get on that ground floor, and that's including myself. But I'm waiting until it becomes legal here. Uh, you know, as soon as it's legalized here in Nebraska, I'm dumping my cash into a business ASAP. I might even fuck around and lease some retail space and open up a shop myself. Um, you know, but to the Bergens, you know, putting the cart before the horse, you gotta hold this L. Like that's that's just that's amazing to me. That's just you just being like, fuck it, we gonna open this shop. We just gonna see what happens. We gonna take this risk, and then you did a day of business, and then it's like, uh, we gonna get you on up out the paint. Nebraska don't play with that shit. They don't give a fuck what you look like. They don't. This is very conservative when it comes to drugs and shit like that. Cause we already got that big ass meth problem, and now the next thing you know, it's, uh, folks trying to, you know, creep on with that cannabis oil. And there is talks about. Um, you know them legalizing medical uh, medicinal marijuana here because uh they just did it next door in iowa uh so council bluffs already legalized medicinal uh marijuana you just need a card or whatever so we'll see what happens uh with this couple out uh this couple i mean this uh this mother-son duo and see what happens to them if they have to you know give up their shop or what's going to happen but you know they still got the collect the uh, complexion for the connection so they ain't gonna get hit too hard they just didn't have the protection but they ain't gonna get hit too hard so they still you know have to hold this damn l that's wild though just me thinking about that is just i know if my black ass did some shit like that like opened up a retail space and started selling cannabis oil my black ass would be under the jail and my wife would be on facebook with a gofundme or you know trying to bail me out because they didn't set my goddamn bond at a million dollars <laughs> and they no, she would be in there with me they hit us with the rico or some shit like that <laughs> And everybody I know, my mama, my brothers, <laughs> they all be in there with me. Because <laughs> you know that how they do us. It's just like, oh, they all got the same last name. Okay, yeah, this this was a this was a whole organization from top to bottom. <laughs> and it's just like, nigga, we was just selling uh, oil. Like, goddamn. <laughs> but anyways, uh, you know, uh, Heather, Drayson, hold this L. You win. Perfect. All right, so moving on to not all heroes wear capes. Uh, we have to give it to uh, the brother uh, Jordan Peele. He uh, just dropped the trailer on Christmas Day for his next uh, his follow up to uh, Get Out. Um, uh, it's called Us, and the preview it stars Lupita Nyong'o and uh, the brother Winston Duke, who uh, played Mbaku in uh, Black Panther and their parents um you know with a couple of kids and they're going out to a lake house and there's a drive and i got five on it plays and uh i thought this was the dopest shit ever 
they flipped I got five on it by the loonies into a um, into a damn a horror song so that I thought that was just dope of Jordan Peele to do that and you know what's funny is uh since the uh, trailer came out you know people are trying to guess what the twist was just like in get out you know how the whole plot twist was um you know the, these white folks were pretty much uh, embedding their consciousness into these uh black bodies to uh basically be superior athletes and things of that sorts and superior uh lovers and shit like that to their wives and all this other crazy shit and it really broke down liberal racism so people are trying to figure that out right now and i'm trying to find a damn tweet because there was people uh writing think pieces about uh this about us and i'm going to try to find the damn thing because it's funny as fuck it was this brother trying to talk about um let me see if i can find that shit gosh darn it y'all bear with me here damn it damn it damn it let me see here nope that ain't it that ain't it y'all bear bear with me i'm sorry about all this goddamn dead air uh let's see here oh okay i, I found the i found the uh, the tweet so basically a brother was and he got a bunch of likes on it. he got about 1200 likes on it he said it's not just a song I'm talking about i got five on it or now movie anthem uh diaspora expression that speaks to a basic african principle nobody rides for free it ain't about what you got five on it's about you putting your resources in on whatever we fixing to do us he got that in quotes indeed word I got five on it, Us Movie. And um, somebody tweeted, I don't want to see the fucking movie anymore. And that just made me crack the fuck up. It did. Because there's just people with these just hot takes and these think pieces and shit. And um, let me just break it down for you. Because Jordan, he did an interview. And he was talking after the release of the, uh, the damn video. Let me see here. Let me find this fucking article. Let's see here. Uh, let me. This goddamn 3D touch can eat a dick on this fucking phone. Uh, let me see here. All right, I, I got that damn 3D touch to work. I, I don't know. Can y'all get y'all 3D touch to work? I got a fucking iPhone 7. And, I just feel like 3D Touch is just trash. And, and, and when they introduced it, it was trash. But anyways, um, so you got all these people with these hot takes. And I just read one. Um, <laughs> and looking so deep into this movie. But he just said, I'm making a movie in Northern California that's a Bay Area hip-hop classic. And I wanted to explore this very relatable journey of being a parent. And maybe some of the songs you listened to back in the day aren't appropriate for your kids. Uh, so that was one level and another part was I love songs that have a great feeling but also have a haunting element to them and I feel like the beat in that song has this inherent cryptic energy almost reminiscent of uh, the Nightmare on Elm Street soundtrack so those were the ideas that uh, that song hit the bullseye on for me and also it's just a dope track that's it nothing more nothing less that's it y'all need to stop doing that but i just want to shout out to him just for having the kind of sick mind to kind of flip that into a horror song 
Um, and who who did Looney sample? What was it Club Nouveau? Why you treat me so bad? Yeah, why you treat me so bad? I can't sing for shit, so don't make fun of me. But I am nasally, so I could sound like Jacquees. You know, he always hit that vibrato because he can't uh, hit a, hold a fucking note at all. But anyways, um, so shout out to Jordan Peele and that great trailer for uh, us. It looks fantastic, looks amazing. And uh, and I also, we're on Not All Heroes Wear Capes, and I just want to celebrate y'all, the listeners, and you personally, whoever's listening to this, for you uh, making it to the end of 2018. I know we got a couple days to go, but you practically there. And we're stepping into a new year. We're stepping into a new season. And um, I just want you to look back at all your achievements and the goals that you hit this year. And if you didn't hit all of them, hey, tomorrow's a new day. I don't want you waiting until the new year to be like, oh, new year, new me. You know, every day that you wake up is a blessing. Like I said, I lost many people this year. And, um, you know, just a couple days ago, I lost my uh, my uncle on my daddy's side, which sucked. You know, I lost an uncle back in June, lost my best friend in uh, October, and now it's December, end of the damn year, and I lost an uncle on my daddy's side, you know, my dad's brother. So rest in peace to Uncle Howard. Um, that just sucks. Um, it sucks bad, right? So it's just one of those things where you know i i'm not taking life for granted i know i'm just getting older and you're just getting to that point but some of the shit you just like all three of these were guys were younger you know what i'm saying like my uncle who passed back in june was in his 60s same with my uncle howard who just passed you know my first uncle uncle boy he was uh he was only in his 60s who passed back in june and my uncle howard who just passed now dude was only in his 60s also and then my boy uh Jarrell prime he was only he just turned 34 a couple months before you know what i'm saying so i just want to really celebrate y'all celebrate life um and just don't take that shit for granted so you made it through 2018 you here you still kicking you still pushing um you still making it do what it do and just keep being aggressive and keep attacking those goals that you have set for yourself i know i speak on the system of racism white supremacy a lot and that is just to point out to you that it is still alive and well and so you don't fall into the pitfalls that's why i always bring it up and bring up these different instances such as uh you know the young man andrew johnson who was had his dreads cut that was just you know another example of uh a system of racism white supremacy feeling uncomfortable with this young man having these dreadlocks you know they tried to hide behind some sort of rule or some shit like that but the like i said the noble thing to do in that case the school should have you know the school team and the coach should have stood behind behind him and was been like yo no he's not cutting those dreads we can put it up in a ponytail or something like that or throw it on a do-rag or something like that uh, but he's not going to cut them that's what it should have boiled down to instead of hyping him up to cut it and this boy losing his dignity so i just say that to say this i just want to point out to you just how the system worked because how a lot of black folks move they act as if the system doesn't exist and you can ignore it all day until the cows come home but once the cows come home and it hits home then you're gonna be screaming hooting and hollering about it so i'm just trying to prepare you so you'll be on all your tippy toes and knowing how to move and how to you know 
move through this whole unjust system and create a system of justice and so you'll be able to achieve your goals and it might not happen in your uh, lifetime we might not eradicate this system in my lifetime but if i can make it better for the generation coming up behind me i will absolutely do that and that's what i'm working on and that's what i want y'all working on um, even my white listeners, I need y'all to work on eradicating the system of racism, white supremacy, because it does turn and eats on its own. It does. It does. And we've and I've given many examples of that and how it hurts its own people. You know what I'm saying? So um, but this is just a celebration of you. Not all heroes wear capes. Some of y'all listen to the show. All of y'all, you are listening to the show and you're a hero to me. And I appreciate you listening to me go on these rants and, you know, making you laugh, making you think, making you research a little bit further and hopefully inspiring you to reach your goals. Because that's what it's all about is just me being an inspiration, me being a beacon of hope and you taking that hope and putting that work in and actually improving your life. So I celebrate you 100 percent. You. Yes, you listening. I am celebrating you right now. Nothing but love and respect for you. Not all heroes wear capes, but y'all damn sure are some great, fantastic listeners. All right. So moving on to the last segment of the show, health over wealth. You know what I say without your health, you cannot enjoy your wealth. So uh, we are creeping up on uh 2019 um 2019 and um you know creeping up on a new year and this quote comes from the great ralph waldo emerson so i thought this quote was very fitting it says write it on your heart that every day is the best day in the year say it one more time write it on your heart that every day is the best day in the year so creeping into uh uh as we creep on in into 2019 i want y'all to just take in every single day that you wake up uh, only thing i ask y'all to do is to when you wake up i don't care what time it is just as long as it's a new day i want you to wake up and be thankful for the life that you have i want you to thank your ancestors for you know pushing this far to get you to this point thank the most high the almighty um i don't you don't believe in it that's fine you don't have to believe in it but at least thank your ancestors you have to believe in that you have to believe in those who came before you and sacrificed so much for you to get to this point to you to have these certain freedoms um some have them more than others uh but to thank them ancestors for all of the sacrifices they made uh that's a big one right there i just want you to wake up be thankful that's all I ask for you in 2019. Wake up and be thankful. And then once you're thankful, you wake up and that's the first thing that you do is to be thankful for the life that you have. It makes you more aware. You're not just going through the motions. You are aware of everything that's going on around you. And you're, uh, and you're appreciative of everyone in your life. So that's all I want you to do heading into 2019. Be thankful for every day that you have on this planet. That's what you need to do. Be very, very thankful. Because when God calls you home, you know, ain't no coming back from that. All right? So be thankful. Be grateful. Be appreciative. And work hard. That's all 2019 is about. All right? And so I'm going to have some stuff for y'all in 2019. Um, 
you know, I'm, I'm going to need a, a few donations to the uh, Selling Hope Like Dope Ministries come 2019. Nah, I'm just fucking with y'all, but I am going to have some merchandise, uh, some merch for y'all coming in 2019. <laughs> and, uh, you know, let's get it. Let's just make this the best year ever and uh, just keep on pushing. You know, I know it's been a tough year for us. Uh, for some of us and then uh, if it's been a wonderful year for you let's make uh, the next one even a better one and you know as always I love y'all and stay tuned for this last G code alright one welcome to the G code code alright thank you Tyrone Biggums for that lovely lovely intro to G code so this is the last one in this uh, limited series that I was doing hopefully y'all learn some lessons uh, that I live by some codes that I live by G code, guy code, gangster code, gentleman's code, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Um, but this last one is the most important one: self care. You have to fill your cup before you fill others. Self care. Um, a lot of us men, we don't do self care at all. We don't. We don't indulge in it. We don't. We might self medicate. We don't get into self-care and that's a very dangerous thing because it affects you mentally and physically. So this game is for my young bulls, you know, some OGs and some OGs that haven't mastered this step yet. You know, it's perfectly fine to take care of yourself. I want you to know that first. You know, physically, you know, you're in the gym, you're getting it in, you're shredding fat and gaining muscle, which is dope. But you have to take care of your spirit and your mental. You know, brothers, you have to go to therapy. You have to. You know, we self-medicate too much. You know, you link up with your partners and you roll a couple blunts and you smoke your problems away. Uh, and just to realize that, you know, they're still there after the high comes down and your friends have left. You know, you have to face those demons head on. Too many times, you know, we have the OGs in our family. You know, they think that therapy or psych, uh, psychiatry or counseling is for crazy folks or those that are touched in the head. You know, he just a little touched. You know, just a little touched. You know, and, um, you know, meanwhile, you know, your OGs in the family, they drink like a fish or they on their third marriage, you know, or they smoke a pack of squares a day. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, so don't fall in that trap of, you know, and I'm going to quote this, ain't nothing wrong with you just go to church or read your Bible. You know, I agree um, that the spirituality of church and the Bible helps, but what helps more is getting that pain up off your heart. You know, when I went to therapy before I got married, uh, you know, I had so much buried deep within that I thought I worked through those issues by myself. And my therapist, you know, gave me action steps that I even use to this day, that I use daily, right? Um, and I'm gonna give y'all one of these action steps um, because self-care is the you know is especially taking care of your mental. Um, but this one is to deal if you deal with folks you know to just kind of kind of rub, rub rub you the wrong way. You know you got family that you need to charge to the game or uh, you know maybe even your spouse or something like that or you know people you work with. This is a great action step right here and. Um, this is the this is like I said it's a big one and it says uh, my therapist always told me that you can't change or control the way people act towards you you only can change how you react to them now, I'm gonna say it one more time for the people in the back or the people who got their headphones turned down low you can't change or control the way people act towards you 
you can only change how you react to them. That is a damn word right there. You only control how you react to certain people. That's it. That's it. And that is uh, a great, healthy action step. Because that helped me out a lot to deal with, um, you know, I think when you're younger, you kind of you know do stuff to impress your parents and to uh do shit that you think that they would approve of and shit like that instead of living life on your own terms and i think that's a big one that is a big one because you just don't want to let your parents down i'm not talking about you know doing some old you know some degenerate shit but i'm talking about just living life on your own terms and i think that will help out a lot you know, especially when you're facing your parents and telling them, you know, why you're chasing, like how you're going to chase this dream or what your dream may be once you start chasing it. Remember, like I always say, keep them dreams to your close to your chest, you know, keep them close to your chest, close to yourself. And then, you know, reveal them, you know, kind of later down the line once you actually got them got, you know, you start actually started taking actions towards it. All right. But, you know prepare your mental take care of your mental that is a huge one i know you know so seek out therapy please get them unresolved issues taken care of you know that's that's it's huge it's big i can't stress that enough and um you know speaking of you know just you know that because i said that was a word uh that last action step that i gave y'all and speaking of words i want y'all to read more that's another one read that's a great self-care one read learn and grow you know take what you have learned in those books and apply it you know teach someone younger than you the game you soaked up from a book you know especially my black men out here um you know never forget that it used to be illegal for our people to read don't ever forget that and don't disappoint your ancestors you know don't just don't don't disappoint the ancestors by nigga i ain't reading no book you know some shit like that don't don't do that and you know as far as reading for knowledge also read for entertainment you know get lost in the book let your mind take you on an adventure and speaking of reading i want y'all to go to youtube this clip is making its rounds again and uh i want you to search lil webby reads breakfast club introductions and you will i guarantee you'll think twice about neglecting your literary skills. I'll tell you that again. You will think twice about neglecting your literary skills after you done did a YouTube search about Lil Webby, him reading those Breakfast Club introductions. He's doing a drop for the radio station. And oh my goodness, this man, if they had a gun to his head, he would be dead in 0.5 seconds. In half a second, he'd be dead. Um, but another self-care uh, tip or action step I can give y'all is to travel, travel, travel. Experience new places and different cultures. You know what this will do? It'll open your mind and you'll gain a new perspective about life. You know, we are living in some very stressful times and traveling is a great way to reduce stress and to recharge, actually. Um, traveling also makes you more interesting. You know, you can speak on what you experienced and learned on your travels. And folks, they just love interesting people. And you know what else helps you to refill your cup? Besides traveling, besides reading, besides therapy, volunteering. You know, it helps to get 
to get out of your own headspace and focus on the needs of others, you know, which is amazing. You can see how others are in need and it's a confidence boost to see, you know, others be so appreciative of your gifts. You know, sometimes you don't recognize your talents because you're caught up in the everyday grind. So help others so you can help yourself. You know, volunteering should come from the heart. Um, I'm not telling you to, you know, volunteer just just to be like you on Facebook and shit like, oh, yeah, we out here at this shelter. You know, we out here giving these dusty niggas some food. You know, I don't want you doing some shit like that. No, you know, tooting your own horn and shit like that. But it just makes you feel good to help others. You know, that is a genuine thing right there. It makes you feel so damn good when you give back to those in need it's just a wonderful feeling it's a great feeling and um the next step you know besides volunteering reading traveling get seeking therapy professional help upgrade your inner circle think about that i want you to upgrade your inner circle have people in your life that will push you to the next level you know, have some friends that are doing better than you financially, and then you learn that money game from them. That's huge right there. That's always a big one right there, learning that money game. I'm soaking up some money game right now. And um, have some friends, um, you know, have some friends that have healthy, stable, loving relationships and learn that love game from them. You know, everybody has a different love language. That's what, and you just have to learn to find yours and then uh, find somebody who's compatible with your love language. And then you have to learn their love language. Like mine is um, acts of service. That's how I show my love and affection towards my, my lady is just by doing stuff. And, and hers is, uh, I forgot hers. I'm slipping right now. But hers is, is like words or um, affirmations I think that's her love language it has something to do with words she's very verbal about it and me I'm more actions like oh you know I fixed this you know I put this up for you and you know just doing stuff like that I do stuff to show her that I, I love and care for her that's my language so and I have to learn to speak her language by being more vocal so yeah get up under some lovebirds and you know and learn that love game if you single you know and just kind of soak that in and you know just you know kind of learn a tip learn a thing or two you know learn some tips and then also um have some friends that are so damn positive that it's annoying so you too can have some positivity in your life and you know let your light shine brighter you know you will you will be amazed at how your life will change for the better once you step out of your comfort zone when it comes to choosing friends and i know we on this whole thing no new friends that's the cool thing to say you know about what was that four or five years ago that was the thing no new friends and no nah, i've been keeping my circle small my circle tight and all this other shit but expand that shit you know you have some associates that's doing pretty damn well and finances love and just overall positivity and just just kind of hang out with some new people you know what i'm saying i ain't saying get rid of your day ones and shit like that unless your day ones are being kind of toxic and shit like that but you know upgrade your circle upgrade your circle and do some fly shit with some new people all right and this is the most important one right here this is so so important heading to 2019 heading into the new year I want you to forgive yourself. You hear me? 
a lot of times as men we worry and we stress over past failures and say if i could do it again you know i would have done it this way you know i was so stupid and da 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 you just kind of you kind of just wallow in that you know in those past regrets and let me tell you something every failure loss or shortcoming is a lesson and was a lesson you know so you learn from it and you move on you have to forgive yourself for mistakes you've made in the past and just get that chip off your shoulder fam just just say just look in the mirror and look deep in your soul and say i forgive you i forgive you for blank 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 blankety blank blank you know whatever huge mistake you made in the past maybe you did some time in the pen or just you know what i'm saying you done you fucked up and you know you robbed a liquor store or some shit like that or you carjacked or you was out here you know on some gta shit getting your grand theft auto on or you know it could have been some shit where you know you you left a good job and you kind of fell off for a while forgive yourself forgive yourself for doing that just you have to forgive yourself you can't just walk around with this chip on your shoulder and you know because once you have that chip on your shoulder you got a chip in your cup and once you got a chip in your cup it turns into a crack and then you just leak it and you're broken and you can't have a full cup you can't fill others cup that way you know what i'm saying so forgive yourself and love yourself so you just follow these steps and your cup will be full and you will become a better husband boyfriend brother son uncle just a better you so i will black man take care of yourself this year take care of yourself self-care is so damn important and i love y'all nothing but love and respect for you and I will see y'all in the new year. And I hope y'all enjoyed this limited series run of the G-Code. One.